Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. weekly highlights podcast with me Georgie Courage Cole. This week I'm joined by Laura Black, Astrid Carter and creative director, stylist and founder of Mercer 7, Erna Leon. Hello. That was a bit of a mouthful. Hi, <laughs> welcome Erna. Thank you so much for trekking all the way from Highgate to Wandsworth, one side of London to another. You made it. Yes I did. My and pleasure. it's quite muggy isn't it today? I know I was freezing this morning so I put cashmere on and now seriously regretting it. I felt like I was sitting in a sweat box. That's what I thought. I thought it would be quite chilly, so I, I put know. like a blaze around. And, I know, you know I know. I'm just hoping summer's not over. I think it's going to warm up, isn't it? It's a bit New York y today with the humidity. Is it? It reminds me, yeah. Is that, oh, if only. If only we were in New York. <laughs> Let's start off talking a bit about TV. Are you a TV watcher? Are you a movie watcher? I'm a big Netflix binger. Are you? Is there such a thing? Yes, definitely. <laughs> what have you watched recently? So, I'm absolutely obsessed with uh, Shooter. Okay, I'm writing this down because I've just finished Shooter my Shooter is really good. Then Game of Thrones. Okay. Ray Donovan. I can go on. <laughs> Game of Thrones, is that Netflix? No. Netflix. Is it Netflix No. No, that's on Sky. I don't know, I but wait. Let's go down to I know, you're uh, a Game of Thrones fan. Uh, yeah. Are you, Laura? And also, no. another one that I loved was Vikings. Do you know that oh, one? Yeah, I'm just saying oh, a bit so of a good. theme, I think, Erna. <laughs> Are you influenced by your husband's TV choices? No, I just love that stuff really? as well. We're okay. both kind of, yeah, into He's more into documentaries as well. We wrote a list of the best documentaries on Netflix to watch right now. Have you seen any of those? Yes, I actually was uh, on your website uh, the other day, and um, I really want to see the Janis Joplin and Tupac Shakur documentaries. But from the list, so I've seen 13, which is about racism in America, and it's absolutely heartbreaking. And God, I'm pretty me, topical right now. Yeah, it's really like left me up tears the really? whole time. Well, I have seen on our list Amanda Knox. Have you seen Amanda Knox? No. I've started it. I started I watching it. it, but I found it really weird, like really awkward to watch. It she's is, so such a strange it? person. I'm Whether like, she did it or not, she's strange. She's really strange. I, I think, yeah, you've hit it on the head. She's a strange person. I walked away from it and I was like, there's no way she did that. Like, categorically, really? I do not think really? she did that. Yeah, I'd be interested to know what you think. I, I, it's just... I didn't finish it. I didn't... I just Ooh, found it too weird. That makes me want to watch it even so. more. Yeah. <laughs> I was really 100% convinced. Really? Yeah. And I watched it a while ago. It's been out quite a while. I also watched Cooking Cowboys because I love anything like that. My husband thinks oh, I can run off with like a drug dealer or something one day. But I'm fascinated by anything like that. But I was so into Narcos. Oh, now you're strongest. Have you seen it? Yeah, I love How it. How good is it? Oh, it's so good. Yeah, both I series. love Narcos. So that was so like my Narcos is finished. I'm going to yeah. watch that. Pablo Escobar. Yeah, it was oh. really amazing. I know, it is amazing, oh, isn't it? And so you can't good. help but like him. Have, yeah. you, have you both seen it? Yeah, I haven't actually. I'm oh, it's so that. good. It's, it's really good. Yeah. I think I have, everything I've ever watched, to me, that's the best thing. Oh, really? No, it was really yeah. good. It's one of those, you know, series you stay till 
or maybe just me, till four o'clock in the morning, you know, to get to the end of the season. I think it is. I agree with you. It's one of the ones that really keeps me up. And when I'm really tired, yeah. Saturday night we were watching House of Cards, and I was really falling asleep, and I I didn't make it. House of Cards with Kevin Spacey. Yeah, kind of lost it a bit with this series. I know what you mean. Yeah, I haven't watched all of it, but I keep trying. And everyone's saying everybody says it's amazing. Although James was saying he's like, oh, it's getting quite good now. It's getting quite good. That it was just on the edge of my seat. Didn't you want to continue? I wasn't picking up my phone once. Yeah. I really wanted to continue. And the weird thing is, is that I really liked Pablo Escobar. I mean, the man. I mean, he's the devil. It's unbelievable. What he got away with for so long. And there's this one bit where he, well, it happened. He blew up a plane and he thought the FBI agent was going to be on the plane. So he sent this guy with a suitcase and blew up a plane. Everyone died on the plane. And I think that was the moment for me in the series where something switched to me. I didn't like him anymore, but it took a long, it took a lot of killing for me to... It's funny with it. films, isn't it, when they portray somebody that did a lot of bad stuff in their lives, but they portrayed the way that the audience liked that person yeah, yeah. in one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Pamela Escobar has become that, I don't know, like cool character. Like, yeah. No one sees him as an evil or a devil. Yeah. Like but say, I think like, people forget, it's interesting you say cool character, people forget exactly. that it's real, yeah. and that's yeah. why I had to keep reminding myself when I was watching it. I was like, this is real. I mean, this is him like kidnapping women. This is him just, yeah. I mean, it's brutal. Have you seen it? The third season is going on to the... So it was the Cali cartel, and it's now going on to the other cartel that basically took over. Yeah, but he's no longer in... Didn't they shut... Didn't no, he died, didn't they? Yeah, they... Yeah. they He's dead, off. he's out. So now I just kind of like... But I think know. they'll do it well, because they just do, don't they? I'm not going to watch that BBC thing tonight. I'm going to watch <laughs> Laugh Arts instead. Have you not watched any of it? I've watched, like, the first two. Oh my God, do Shooter as well. Shooter is really good. Too. Well, okay, cool. yeah. I, honestly, Laugh Arts, like, every person I've told George, my stepbrother and sister-in-law, they're like, yeah, nailed it, what next? Yeah. They basically keep coming back to good recommendations. I'm like, I'm running out of good things to recommend her. Anyway, uh, let's talk about fashion, because, well, you look amazing, Anna. Will you describe to us what you're wearing today? Because you do look damn cool. Oh, thank you. Pieces that I normally wear, like, I've had them in my wardrobe for a while. Like, mm. I always go to my trusted, you know, kind of timeless essentials, in a way, that I've been wearing for, you know, season after season. Mm-hmm. Um, these kind of wide leg blush trousers. I don't do too much colour, and if I do colour, it's normally neutral. Mm-hmm. which is not really colour, non-colour. Well, yeah. <laughs> and blazer is one of my go-tos. Do you always wear a blazer? A uh, blazer or a trench or a biker jacket. Always? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. If I'm going anywhere. It's and this isn't a suit, these are two pieces. Yeah, just two pieces. And, and then you're wearing the a mother. Strong Girls Club t-shirt. Yeah, well, the yours is pink. Yep, pink with uh, red. Um, and white. Know she's got pink and white. Oh. And the pink one, I think, with a higher neck, which I love, because yes. I think it's more flattering. Yes, I On me, mean. anyway. Yeah. But, well, yeah. I like it. You're rocking it. The t-shirt looks <laughs> very good. So tell us about your style. So you said you don't wear much colour. Not that much colour, no. You like to wear a jacket. What are your other style rules that you follow? I don't really follow any trends or um, you know things that are trendy at the moment or whatever it just you know blazers been around for years and years and years and years so it's one of my go-to's it's never will go out of style um, it's an investment piece and what do you look can... for in a blazer normally I'm a big fan of more oversized mm-hmm. jackets so it's mainly kind of like relaxed shape and relaxed fit, uh, but really great tailoring. Coming from design background, you know, the fit and tailoring is very important to me. Mm-hmm. And it could be something from the high street. It doesn't need to be an expensive piece, mm-hmm. but high street does some great pieces as well. And where do you go for your tailoring on the high street? I absolutely love, um, like, another stories if it's high street. Uh, also cause I like. I cannot wait to or for the arcade to open 
Oh, you know the Arquette? No. It's H&M. opening. It's H&M. an. It's yeah. a. Oh, it's, it's called Weekday. No, Weekday is a different store. Okay. So Arquette. Well, how many brands are they opening? Mm-hmm. I yeah. know, but Arquette is basically a curated concept, uh, and it's all about kind of sustainability, which relates really well to me and Mercy Seven, because like my personal edit is all about sustainability through timelessness, and it's all about those kind of forever pieces. Okay. Another brand that I really love, and it's a bit more expensive than High Street, it's Me and M. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, we yeah. do. We're big Me and M fans. Yeah, it's really, really good, and uh, I wear them quite a lot. Yeah. Um, also, what other ones? Oh, Ghani, I really love. Yeah. Um, you know, you can find pieces G-A-N-N-I, that are... G-A-N-N-I, yeah. that's what you mean for <laughs> yes, I really love uh, Ghani. Uh, and you can find pieces that are uh, more accessibly priced and some are more expensive, like on the Porter, for example, like certain pieces. Yeah, it's a good but price range. But it's a really good it price range. It's this point. middle price point, which I think is really good because it's not very cheap and disposable, no. but it's not so expensive that you cannot afford it. So if you need to buy a few pieces for the season and invest so they would kind of come with you, they are more seasonless and got more longevity to it. I think Ghani is a really good Yeah, it's quite clever because it sort of stops you buying just fast, yeah. throw away fashion, doesn't it? Yeah. Kind of within reach, so you can go, well, I can buy that one piece. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I can't buy five yeah. other pieces. And I think Ghani in particular, just price things so mm. like relatively so like a t-shirt will be quite cheap yeah like they won't just add 50 quid onto it because it's from Ghani yeah but yeah, that sort of feels like they really consider yeah. the price point whereas some yeah. stuff's really expensive like a coat would be really expensive but that's because it's but, a coat yeah, yeah like 350 but then if you think about it you know you go to I don't know Zara buy, yeah, and Zara. 200 will be in Zara like for a nice coat so if you go like 100 more but you know that the fabric quality is nice and not every single person on the <laughs> high street will be wearing the same thing mm-hmm. you know just pieces like that they're really good and I'm into quite minimal style and with a bit of rock and roll edge yeah so would you say that's your kind of look yeah so versatile pieces um, effortless style and minimal with a bit of rock and roll edge. I like it. Yeah, I like that. Rock and, roll edge. Yeah. and what else is always in your wardrobe? So blazers, blazers. oversized blazers. What else? Like I own fifteen biker jackets. <laughs> leather, leather, leather. I used to design them as well, so I've got like samples that I've done. You know, different colours. So from nude and beige to grey, black, dove grey, <laughs> <laughs> different shades of grey and black. Fifty shades of grey. Oh my sweet. <laughs> oh, about evening wear, we wrote a piece on how to. Make your evening wear wardrobe work for the day. I quite like this look. I quite like a sequin skirt with a chunky knit. And actually, I think evening wear is that thing which I sort of loathe to spend money on it. I had my cousin's wedding earlier this year and it was in the Caribbean and I invested in a couple of really expensive dresses. I wore one of them to a dinner party on a baking, baking, baking holiday. But I haven't worn the other one. Yeah. And I kind of think what I could have got if I bought everyday wear. Mm. So I really like the idea that you can wear these pieces. And, and it was like the dress I bought. I bought a Luke Charmant off the shoulder navy silk maxi mm. and we had a dinner party at home and it was absolutely sweltering and I just put some flats on with it and I was so happy that I'd worn it anyway, yeah. that was an evening not in the day but you know I think we should I try and get more out of these pieces well that's you just said it basically like if you put flats or Converse or whatever you just kind of mix it up a bit and throw oversized uh, denim jacket yeah. on top it's, yeah, it works or, or a leather jacket or whatever so it kind of works and if it's a sequined skirt uh, I'm a big fan of just a simple cotton shirt like a white cotton shirt you can put the buttons a bit down and that's yeah. it you're ready to go uh, and flats day to night yeah. um, and I always love it I always think people look really nice like you get people who come into the office and you know they're going out that night but they've yes. got their kind of more evening work pieces 
pieces on and I think it's really I think it's nice yeah, yeah. you've just got to be confident yeah. in exactly. it if you're going to do it so yes, for example so right. uh, and if I started with a pair of stilettos and a you know sequined or embellished top yeah. I could go out, I could go to the wedding with it yeah. and I won't think twice about it yeah. so I'm a big fan of those day to night pieces that you can make it work during the day but also work in the evening because it's just such a throwaway fashion when you buy something you spend so much money on one single thing and wear it once so price per wear really does make any sense and I think it's a more modern way to dress as well isn't yeah. it I think it's quite dated to have those sort of as you think that sort of 80s 90s that's my black tie dress and yeah. you know this is my Thomas pink shirt and my black trousers you know which is my work wear it's quite a yeah I think of my mum like when she buys something new she's like she saves it yeah, yeah. Occasion, I'm like mum just wear it yeah. use the good bath salts like there will always be more bath salts yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that's um, so true I love that do you use that expression always yeah. use the good bath salts <laughs> you're quite right people like who don't light a candle because it's too much yeah. yeah. bloody candle you're so right I love that Astrid <laughs> but even a few years ago well many years ago now when Sienna Miller and Kate Moss would wear a pair of uh, kind of distressed denim with a sequined really kind of in your face top and it was just really cool and yeah. chic even yeah. back then and it's still now it's like you can still translate mm-hmm. it now yeah. so, so I actually so the com- sequins in the day than I did at night yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's like that combination never fails in a way Yeah, you still look quite chic but in effortless dressed down way yeah. and it works we did a piece awesome. on styling mistakes you can easily fix I mean what do you do if you don't know what to wear so if I don't know what to wear and my laundry is not done I mean I'm a mum of two and sometimes life can be crazy so I would just throw on a pair of jeans and just look into my husband's wardrobe and pick one of his shirts up I promise you you will do you still really look, do yeah that? you will still look quite you know cool and chic and effortless whatever you want to call it and it works and I always would I go to like men's department yeah. sometimes to look at like smaller extra small shirts because the fit is amazing just roll up the sleeves yeah and no I agree with that but the only thing I would say is I bought men's shirts in Zara for example but I, I buy a small whereas my husband is bigger than a small yes. Zara so I would look ridiculous in his so, shirts although to be fair I haven't actually tried one on. Yeah. You don't even have to do that. Yeah, try it on. Just roll up the sleeves. It's, it's great. So Mark Masman's got this John Barbados shirt that he had for years. We bought it together in New York. You know John Barbados? Yeah, yeah. So literally this shirt is 50% of the time in my wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> I really love it. He's like, Anna, have you got my shirt again? I know. So it's like, and it just, it works. Do you only do that with shirts? Uh, Is there anything else you borrow from him? He's got, yes, he's got this Breton top and I've got so many Breton tops but he's got uh, from all Saints, really thin jersey, and I really love it. And I haven't seen it in women's wear, so I could buy it. just this perfect shape. And again, I roll up the sleeves and just wear it with my um, leather leggings, which is one of my go-to pieces in the wardrobe, especially for autumn winter. And with a blazer on top, and just it's great because it hits right below the bum. Yeah. Do you know that yeah. really flattering yeah. look? That's what I, I do. do like, like, <laughs> well, you're watching our podcast, and I'm gonna be trying to find and sweaters, sweaters work well as well. Just, you know, yeah, just I wonder if his cashmere, cream cashmere jumper. <laughs> oh, I never thought of trying that one on. Autumn winter is on the horizon. Anna, what are the key pieces we all need in our autumn winter wardrobes? So, in terms of autumn winter, I think uh, you could never go wrong by purchasing a scarf, silk scarf, for example, because it can you can wear it on a day like today around Lily and Island to eat for yeah, once in do, Liberty. And their dresses at the day. So I bought one uh, not long ago. It's a silk massive scarf uh, with snakeskin print. Oh, nice. And it's grey with just this beautiful grey. So I would wear it with anything. I can wear it now. I can wear it, we were talking about the evening dress 
course, it's an evening wear. I could wear it with that. So it's quite versatile in a way. Also, invest in your biker jackets if you don't have one, because you can wear it on a day like today in the evening to go out, but also it can take you, you know, towards winter as well. Yeah. I mean, boots, like little ankle Mm-hmm. Boots are always great, yeah. and you can never go wrong. And I'm a huge fan of pointy uh, boots. I think they look so chic. I saw um, Yves Saint Laurent the other day, a, a pair of boots, and they were absolutely incredible. But very similar pointy boot you can also buy in like other stores, for example. Uh-huh. So that would be a really great investment piece for the autumn winter. And leggings, leather leggings, are my other go-to item in my wardrobe. I wear them literally at least three times. How do you wash them? So, um, Lots of people recommend, obviously, dry cleaning them. Uh-huh. However... But not all dry cleaners will do we'll that. Take leather, yeah. No, really. Lots of like Yeah, around here. Jacket. But the trick is... Maybe in high like, cleaners, yeah. I'm a bit more <laughs> used to dealing with leather. No, they, I've never really had a problem. But the way I do it, and don't quote me on that, but that's what I, I've been doing forever. And as working as a fashion designer, I always experimented with leather as well. So I turn them inside out. I soak them in water oh, for like right. two minutes and just throw them in a on a high um, tumble dryer or leather yeah and that's it i've been doing it forever really but don't yeah i've been doing it forever but maybe like don't really quote because it depends on don't the trust leather. Just in case yeah. Yeah. but i've been doing it forever like if i'm don't have time to go to a dry cleaners i would just soak it a little bit and then throw it in a tumble dryer and it just shrinks uh, in back of it shrinks in yeah. back but that's what i've been doing and okay. um i've been doing it forever terrified but the good really good trick though this you could put it on the podcast is basically if you're going somewhere and your leather leggings are out of shape you know sometimes yeah, they yeah, get stuck again just turn them inside out and throw them in a tumble dryer for Ooh. half an hour and they go back into shape don't wet them nothing just put them in a tumble dryer and they go back a little bit in shape and you will feel when you put them on they're just a bit tighter I'm so blasé about washing machines yeah. and dry cleaners but the words tumble dryer and leather to send me a tibet yeah. for her. Yeah. Like they're dry. Yeah. I feel like they just tumble dry. Like yeah. a crisp yeah. packet yeah. that you put yeah. in the oven. Do you ever do that when you were at school? Yeah, yeah. yeah. crisp packet <laughs> No, that's what I've been doing. Like if I'm running late and I want to wear my leather pants, my leather trousers, oh, there you go. I just throw it like 20 minutes. Okay, I'm going to give it a okay. go. I'm all for not spending money. I. To me, spending money at the dry cleaner hurts about yeah. as much as it does to go to the dentist. And also, like, and le- leather does not really get as dirty. No, I wipe the front of my trousers. Yeah. Just, yeah I, I, it slightly concerns me. What I, I, I do take them. There is a specialist dry cleaner in Fulham mm-hmm. that I go to, but it's bloody expensive. Yeah. Um, what about autumn trends? What about you both, Laura Astrid? Are there any trends that you've got your eye on? For oh, I love this heritage like? blazer look. I just, me too. I just love it. And it's kind of classic. I'm a bit like you. I'm not hugely adventurous with my wardrobe but I just think it would be a nice addition agreed that's um, you know which one I'm obsessed with and I use the word obsessed uh, Anin Bing um, oh yeah so Anin Bing's new blazer it's like a perfect kind of houndstooth check blazer and it's beautiful have you seen it no I haven't oh, it's I'm so going to check good. it out I've so have yeah. got a round up going this week yeah. in British blazers yeah. 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 yeah so it's beautiful and just something about uh, houndtooth I mean, it's been around forever, and I just, I can never get enough of it. 
Oh really? See, I, yeah. I'm actually. I always think of you. I, I've always had a thing about houndstooth. I've got houndstooth shoes that I like. I love a Prince of Wales check, mm. but I'm. Is that what Checks. you mean, a Prince of Wales yeah, check? Yeah, like the grey. Yeah, yeah, I find something about houndstooth that's sort of really fine. Her onion being so really quite. I have fine. a feeling that if any being has touched houndstooth, it's suddenly <laughs> going to be quite like it. very desirable yeah. now. Okay. Um, so sure that's a good one. Your, uh, hold on. Let me see. Let me see. There's an Isabel Marmont Toile houndstooth. Yeah, you see, that just doesn't do it for me. But I'm going to check it out. What about you, Astrid? Any trends for autumn winter that um, you are particularly keen on? I'm kind of the same. I love these really masculine, oversized mm. um, check blazers that are in. But also, the high street's doing amazing dark florals. Yeah, you're I feel so like right. Florals used to be really awful on the high street, but now you can go into Zara and get yeah, some really lovely. Yeah, I saw lovely. you put something. You've got a skirt on. I have. I put a Zara, Zara. skirt. Yeah, yeah and I thought it was really nice. It's really nice. It's quite Reformation. Just a bang about Reformation yet again. But I'm with you. I think I was so used to seeing. Uh, oh, Ernest has shown me <laughs> the Anine being razor, which I would say is kind of a bit Prince of Wales, a bit Hans too. Kind of like a more open Prince of Wales. Mm. It's kind of a merger, Prince Marilla. of Wales and Hans too. <laughs> maybe that's that why we all like it. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> how we like it. But yeah, going back to florals, I'm totally with you on florals. I mean, florals for spring summer have been amazing. And it's so great to see that they're transitioning to mm. autumn winter. It's a pretty trend, but and actually, you talk about that kind of rock and roll edge. It's just it's kind of a cooler way to wear a floral. Exactly. Yeah. It's really nice, especially with you know layers of velvet and then a little kitten heel boot with a point. You know, that's a, it's a nice look. Velvet is quite becoming quite big for autumn winter. It was it's big last year, but yeah. it's even bigger, isn't it? This year? Yes, it's quite massive. It's not necessarily for me. If I would incorporate velvet, I would probably maybe do in accessory way, like maybe on the shoes. But yeah, a velvet blazer. Yeah, and velvet. I love my velvet blazer. So I wouldn't probably wear like a velvet dress. It's maybe not for me, but a velvet blazer, kind of this oversized yeah, blouse yeah. with, with probably like a military buttons or something. Like something yeah, to roughen it up a bit. Velvet blazer really, really beautiful. Yeah. I think it's just so nice in autumn. And I did see Massimo Dutti, mm-hmm. who've done the most incredible, incredible limited edition collection. If you are listening, go and check it out. It is just phenomenal. These blouses with big kind of organza bows and really high-waisted wide-leg trousers. Yes, I've seen the collection. It's beautiful. And they've done an amazing strapless velvet jumpsuit, which oh. I nearly ordered last week and I didn't get around to it. And I keep thinking about it. It's really cool. Jumpsuits are, you said the magic word, I just, I love jumpsuits. It I just, do, but I'm not one that's too fitted, you know what I mean? I they're yeah. just so versatile yeah. for me. And I again, I could just wear it with a pair of flats and then just put stilettos on and ready to mm-hmm. go. Just a, you know, plain, even if it's made of uh, kind of a stretchier fabric that's yeah. more comfortable. Yeah. Um, or maybe like a wrap style ones that are just, you know, everywhere now. Yeah. But it's just so comfortable. Yeah, I agreed. absolutely love it. And just finishing off on autumn winter trends, I mean, we've talked about a lot of them, but I do, I mean, I mentioned it before, but these little kitten heels, pointed boots, you talked about pointed boots, mm-hmm. I think they're just so fab because there's nothing like a boot to make you feel, a, you know, like you've made a bit more of an effort, do you know what I mean? A heeled yeah. boot, but I love that it's such a small heel, you really can wear it. I'm intrigued. I want to see people wear them day to day. I'm just not sure I could pull that off. Why? I don't know. Pull it off. A kitten heeled ankle boot. Something about a kitten heel. No, I'm not talking about a sock boot. I'm talking about. No, I think I'd be more. But it's more for wearing a sock boot. Do you? Yeah, it's kitten heel. I think it's all to do with the point, though. The point makes it cooler. It's not like a really. Yeah. Do Do you not like them because you think I like them on other people? Not cool enough, or and on all street styles, I love them. But would I buy a pair? don't know that I could pull them off. I think you could totally. totally Yeah, I I really do. So we wrote a piece on the flattering way to wear a crop top. And the look was really, you know, a crop top with a... Hold up. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. The maxi skirt is a really nice look. What are the sort of combinations, fashion combinations, that you think always work really well together with crop tops? So there is a formula, and I'm you know, a big fan of the uniform dressing. Okay. So anything in your wardrobe goes well together, almost like a puzzle piece. And in my wardrobe, and if I'm styling somebody, you know, Breton stripe with a blazer and leather leggings or a pair of really amazingly fitted jeans or boyfriend jeans. So you can never go wrong. There is... Your perfect denim, your perfect leather legging, your bread on top or your, you know, cotton shirt or flowy shirt, blazer or a biker jacket. That's it. That's all you need, I feel like, sometimes. Especially, you know, September, October coming. Uh, you've got these pieces. It's, that's all, you know, you're ready to go anywhere, really. And what about you both? Are there combinations that you think always work together? I'm pretty basic. I mean, yeah. I'm probably quite like you. A t-shirt with a blazer or yeah. with a leather jacket. I'm always neutral. Don't really wear colour. Or even like, a, you know, you can go to Adidas shop and get your sweatshirt and wear it with your leather leggings or your denim, like boyfriend mom jeans or whatever. And it's kind of instantly it's updating your wardrobe with a yeah, little... I'm not sure I do in the Adidas sweatshirt and leather leggings. And I've no doubt that you would... And trainers. Like, yeah. why, why White trainers, yeah. and that's it. White trainers are another one, you know, it's been going on for a while now. But I quite like it, or like classic Converse. Do you still buy Converse with you now? I've got Converse, yeah. actually. Uh, I'm, I don't, I'm not, I'm not wearing it. But yeah, like this, you know, the classic black and white Converse. So what trainer brands would you buy now? Um, I love, obviously, like common projects are great, yeah. if you want to really invest in, into it. But, uh, you know, so many people do amazing uh, trainers that, for example, Converse got all leather trainers as well. Well, yeah. um, who else does it? There is a brand uh, at the shop in Shoreditch that I've discovered recently, and it's called Garment Project, which was... Uh, oh, yes. So, the trainers. Yeah, yeah so, they are cool. So there is a common project if you want to invest. But the Garment Project was really cool, and they have really nice shape. I love more of an almondy, yeah, almondy shape. I, agree, I think it's yeah. much more flattering, and they do really, really nice ones. Also, uh, you know, mint velvet. Yeah. So I own... Cu- two pairs from them 
Really? And yeah, you would never really think to get, I don't know, a pair of shoes from them. But I remember discovering, you know, their shoe line randomly. I think I was just passing by and popped, in, popped over in the shop. And I just absolutely loved it. And they're super comfortable. Also, Joseph makes a really mm. lovely ones as well. So there are lots of brands out there that if you don't want to spend £350, you can actually buy really nice ones. Yeah. Let's talk about tattoos. Because it's always been on your bucket list to get a tattoo. The trend in recent years for delicate tattoos might just get you to commit. And they're seen on a lot of people in the public eye these days. Yeah, it seems like everyone from Amy Song to Chiara Faragni has a tattoo. Do you have a tattoo? I don't. I'm surprised! Yeah, I'm I was banking on you here. having a tattoo. I don't have one. I've designed quite a few for friends and always been on the verge of like, oh, I should, I should get one as well. Uh, but now that I'm getting older, and I know it's strange because usually you get a tattoo when you're younger. For some reason, that's the perception of it, isn't it? But now that I'm getting older, I would like one, maybe like behind an ear. My friend of mine, Katie, has got one behind the ear and it looks really cool. Or one on the wrist. Yeah, that's what I want. Or uh, my friend was like, don't be ridiculous. Go get some henna and get it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, like on the foot, like right by the... No, you see, the only place I... Yeah. What would you get? So I either want a little star, like just the hollow, just like that, mm-hmm. or my children's initials. Yeah, children's initials. Yeah. But they spell com. We decided it wasn't great. Touche. I could just get SL, couldn't I? Um, but yeah, I would. Children's I would. initials is a good one because it's sentimental. It means to well, you know, mean something. It kind of justifies it. Mine will be like double L. My brother had one like after this, you know, I mean, which I won't go into, but he got away with being an added tattoo because of the scene. I was like, Dad, that's my way to deal with it. So, all right, all right. But what did he get? I don't know, some quote or something. Okay. I don't know. That's quite big. Where was it? I think it's down here. My sister. We know. Well, everyone knows about my sister and her Harry Potter tattoo. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Yeah, I know. Outrageous. Does she still love it? I'd imagine. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? Have you got a tattoo, Astrid? No. Would you ever get one? I don't think so. I think I'm too old now because I don't know. I change my mind about things so often. Yeah, me too. I think that's why I couldn't do I it. Blame it on being like. 17 and stupid anymore. Yeah. Oh, you said bad taste then. <laughs> See, yeah. the older I get, the more I want Yeah, it. me too. Although there is a photo of an old granny. You must have seen that photo. No. There's an old granny in a bikini with tattoos on. I haven't seen it's, it. It's that is what sticks in It's my quite amused. It's quite amused. It's a sort of, it's a funny picture. Is she one of those grannies that's like covered in tattoos or just like bad tattoos? I, I don't know. I'll have to dig it out. I can't remember. I sent it to someone the other day and I was like, I actually really want a tattoo. And then I look at this picture. <laughs> just but like actually, a saggy skin. Yeah, but if it's like, a small one. I think of my mum with a tattoo on her wrist. Yeah. No, I mean, that is not a good no. thing. Yeah. But if it's like really delicate and somewhere yeah. hidden. I think there's somewhere like, like there. Good. That's nice. Yeah, yeah something on the rib. On the rib, it's quite like. Yeah, I like that. It looks nice. like a little amazing. Yeah, if you're really challenged. An open back dress or something. Amazing, but I think for me, if I would get one, it would be on my wrist or like maybe somewhere behind the ear because I always again, I don't get the point of that. See, like if I put my hair like up or like that, you could see it a little bit, but like hint because it's for me. I think the tattoo that I would get it would be for me rather than for other people. Yeah, I need it somewhere I couldn't see it. So, what's the point? That's the thing. I I (laughs) I don't really get the point. People are like, you can't see it, but then why have you got a tattoo? Where will you get it? Well, no, I'd get it there on my wrist. I have to say, I never thought I would say it, but I don't think I'll ever get one because I'm such a bloody wimp. I think you should get one. Do you? Let's go. Let's go together. Okay. And if it's that small, you can get it lasered off quite easily. Uh, You can get white tattoos. Have you heard of those? They're like white, so it just, you know, it's very subtle. And then what's the point? Exactly. (laughs) Anyway, let's talk about hair because Mm -hmm. Anna, you've got pretty amazing locks. 
They're very long. Um, do they take they a lot of maintenance? <laughs> do they always look like that? But I used to be really, really curly. Oh, really? So naturally, I'm a like, super curly girl. So and do you straighten that much hair every time? No, so now it's much easier. But, you know, when people say grasses are always greener. And I always wanted to have, you know, straight Focus hair. Focus straight hair. And I always, you know, wanted to have what I didn't have in a way. Uh, when it came to her. So I went to do some keratin treatments. I did three, three times now. I haven't done it for three years or four years now, but somehow after becoming a mom, I don't know if it's hormone changes or what, and doing those treatments in the past, my hair is not nearly as curly as before. Yeah, so it's a completely different structure now. So it's much easier for me to, you know, blow dry it. And then I use my, you know, GHDs or whatever to straighten them. And you do that yourself? Yeah, and just... it a bit? Yeah. And that's it. Well, we wrote a piece on finding the perfect hairbrush for your hair type. Yeah. I thought this was really interesting. Have you read this? Because A, who'd have thought there were that many so many? Um, and B, it kind of just really made sense. What is a teaser? Tangle teaser. Tangle teaser. So I use tangle teaser. But on your children? On my children, yeah. On my hair, because my I've got a lot of hair. It <laughs> doesn't really do much. So I use just a, a you know, regular uh, brush. Yeah, brush like that. And I use products. So, you know, your conditioner and shampoo, I could never do without the conditioner, for example. So shampoo, conditioner, I use the Maria Newell line. I don't know if you know it. And then I always do the replenishing mask and the like Moroccan oil or 72 hair brand. So like the serums that I always put to, to make sure that it's tamer because just because it's so much hair that you need to kind of calm it down a bit. Yeah, um, well, I thought this was really interesting. It said that ball bristle brushes are considered by most stylists to be the gold standard for creating polished strands. Yeah, I like that. Um, and it said ball bristle brushes best for fine to normal hair because it doesn't snag, it's not pulling your hair out. I don't use a ball bristle Me brush too. and I have really fine hair. But I use more like a paddle brush. Me too, I use a paddle brush and I I've got very fine hair. Yeah, and I, but I use a GHD one, which I think is just incredible. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. I need to try it out. So good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I use that on dry hair, but I've got quite similar hair to you. So as soon as I'm out of the shower, like there's no getting a normal hair brush through, through, through this. I use. It's a bit like a tangle teaser, but it's got a handle. A handle, the wet so hair. It's got a wet, 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 wet brush. Which so we just did it in the box. Yeah, I love that. See, I have to I always brush my hair when I in the shower. Wash my, yeah, yeah, so the when the conditioner is in. Do you? Yeah. Because it gets so naughty. Not naughty, but it's just much easier to kind of brush them through. Do you do and the that's same? it. Not always. If I'm in a brush, I don't, but yeah. I thought I read I that was bad for your hair. I don't think so, because whenever I'm at the hairdressers, they do that. Yeah, I also don't wash my hair every day. Like once every five days. What? Yeah. It's good for it. It's not good to wash them every day. I know, but my hair would be so greasy. Really? Well, mine are quite dry. So the more I wash it, the drier it would get. Yeah. So now yeah, it's... I don't have that problem, <laughs> It said that for the brush that can literally do it all, and we mean removing tangles, creating smoothness, adding shine and blow drying. A classic ball bristle finishing brush should be the backbone. Oh, I should get that. And it said the best one is the premium finishing brush by Cricut, £6.36. That's good, isn't it? To be precise. So, Mm. I know I do like my big GHD, but maybe I should give that a try. Yeah, we'll get, I will certainly look into that one. Sounds amazing. I need a new brush, actually. Pretty um, <laughs> Let's talk about health, fitness, food. Do you have a routine? You're laughing. <laughs> I don't. I wish I did. I always wanted to 
be a girl who loved running. Like I had my friends that if they don't exercise or miss a day, they're all over the place and they really need to get it out like of their system. Like me, I don't love running, but that is me. So I've never been that girl. I wish I was, but I just never been. The only times that I've done any sort of exercise is when I needed to prove someone that I can do it. <laughs> so for example, like my husband done, you know, half Ironman and triathlons and marathon and whatever. And uh, he was getting ready for Endure 24, 24 hour race with his friends. So he's like, hey, do you want to go camping with us? like or you know start training and and when he said it he's like oh actually you wouldn't be into it and I'm like um yes I will be <laughs> so I literally uh went for a run I'm gonna show you yeah <laughs> like six times I was talking to my friend Gemma and she does you know fitness stuff so she's like you can do it you can do it uh and I went training for about like six times and then we went camping where you have to run for 24 hours and I didn't do the 24 hours but sorry, I've done sorry you went camping you had to run for 24, for 24 hours. hours so everybody in a team teams and it's an endurance thing so you let's say you want to achieve 100 kilometers in 24 hours so as a team you know how many times you have to run okay during the night or the end day right so I've done for the first time ever 16 kilometers like but just like no training so I could do it if I have to but I, I don't enjoy fitness and you know I don't enjoy working and you out. don't feel that but you I should wish do I was. it no I, I do feel I should do it especially now <laughs> so what so do you balance that by eating a certain way or are you just lucky do you have a good metabolism if anything so when I was younger and was working in fashion and wanted to kind of fit into that you know fashion mold and be like super skinny I would be on several diets you know you name a diet I knew about it but then something happened after you know certain age um, after maybe like when I turned 30 or something and then after I became a mom, I just never felt more secure and more confident in my body. And once I stopped kind of caring about my dieting routine or, uh, you know, I, that I had to work out and I had to do this, it just, I became ha happier. So now I eat, you know, chocolate more than I've ever done. I eat chocolate like every day when before I would have never done that. Mm -hmm. And I think because I don't restrict myself and I'm kind of, Put I don't think about it. Yeah, I just have more healthier relationship yeah. with, you know, if you want to call it a regime or a you know, the food cravings. You don't uh, overthink it. Yeah, I don't overthink it now. And actually, I've never been happier now in my body than before, just because I just don't really... Well, hooray for that. That's what <laughs> And also the kids. Every time I'm trying to eat, my kids eat every everything on my plate. Because oh, for some reason, for some reason, like Your mommy's plate better. looks better, so I end up eating their leftovers. So maybe that's that. And um, and also recently, uh, my husband became a vegan. So he's wow. a chef in the house, and we like one meal that I always eat is dinner time. Because you know he comes home from work and we cook, or he he's the main chef. So he cooks. So now it's like he's been vegan for three weeks now. Oh, so and I'm actually new, feeling so was he a vegetarian before? No, he was like. We went to Portugal a few weeks ago, and he was eating steak every single day. Whoa! Because he's like, I want to try out this, you know, the vegan diet thing, and I think it's going to be healthier for the body. And he saw some sort of like documentary about food, yeah, and it yeah. really it's something. Netflix, yeah. yeah, it's on Netflix as well. I forgot the name of it, but you know, my dinner time is now quite vegan. Yeah, and, but it's really good. Well, embrace it. Yes, yeah, might catch on. You never know. Yeah. It's all the rage, isn't it? <laughs> Let's um, see when he gets bored, and then we can get back to normal. And do you feel as you get older? We wrote a piece on eating right for your age. We got a lot of backlash for this, didn't we? Eating right for your age and how you should adapt your diet from your 20s to your 30s to your 40s to your 50s. And we stopped at 50s and were the over 50s were not happy we shared up <laughs> last week. Anyway, sorry if you are in your 60s or above, but anyway. 
this article did not go beyond the 50s. I think maybe it's just because the same rules apply. I think it's the same rules. Which is when you get to your 50s, you need to embrace calcium because a lack of estrogen can leave you with weak bones as your hormone levels decline further. But do you feel like as you get older, you need to adapt your diet or is that not something you worry about? No, like I was saying before, um, if anything, I eat more like chocolate and crisps or whatever it is like more than I've ever done before mm-hmm. but I just don't overdo it yeah and what about you both that's the thing are you changing your diets as you get older no probably should do but no I don't I just eat the same stuff I've always eaten I think we're just getting healthier though as the years yeah. go yeah. 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 as we become more aware I mean I don't eat macaroni cheese every night but <laughs> Quite like <laughs> yeah. I, when I was younger, I mean, I'm blessed with fairly good genes, and I can literally eat anything. But I'm 30 now, and oh, I mean, I still, still great. Come on. like pretty much eat what I want. But you feel the effects of it. Yeah. yeah. Also, we're like surrounded by it, aren't yeah. we? So yeah. You feel a bit of guilt if you. Well, also, yeah, and like if you eat crap every day, then you feel cold gross. And feel yeah. Gross and. And also, I think like when you get older, you, you're so much more busier. I find myself I cannot really think about you know I should be doing this or I should be doing that. But by nature, you just eat healthy especially like as a mom you have certain options in your fridge and yeah well any woman but you have the yeah. same options in your fridge if you're anything like me I mean god we just order the same every yeah we just every same single week I mean I need to swap a cardo orders with someone else yeah we should do that you uh, should plans. actually that's a really good idea what are the things that I'd love to know like yeah. give me a sort of range of moms the kind of similar age and what are the staples that go into there yeah what makes up the bulk of their meals I mean mine is kale um you know anyway I yeah exactly there, but, yeah. Know, that's me as well well, like I don't yeah. have kids and it's like salmon filler salmon yeah. courgettes it's the same thing yeah. all the time yeah. and then you see they're not on my week oh they're, they're every week always yeah you love good salmon don't you yeah, I, I love do. white fish <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of white fish um so we eat, well, we used to be from where it became vegan. But I love like. Tofu? Like, yeah, he's done a tofu curry recently. Uh, Actually, I quite like tofu. Yeah. I like it. If it's good, good fried, yeah, I was going to say, if it's deep fried, deep fried exactly. it's <laughs> But you give me uh, Mexican or Thai food, that's my go to. I love Thai food. Well, it doesn't sound very vegan then. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Although there is always a vegan burrito full of. No, I'm sure there are vegan options. <laughs> Let's talk about working with your other half. We wrote a great piece. I thought it was really well written. Uh, yeah, I last said week. that, didn't I, just now. About I loved the, it. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? About the golden rules of working with your other half. Have you ever considered working with your nearest and dearest? The prospect of spending every working hour together may be a daunting one. But anyway, these were three successful husband and wife teams that proved that love, life and business can exist in harmony. And we asked them what their secrets were to success. I don't know about you, but with my husband and I, we actually get on better when we spend more time together. When we haven't sort of connected and had conversations and sat down and had a meal together I think you tend to be a bit more definitely you know, tend to be a bit more snappy with each other although he's a real accountant I don't know if I could work with him but what about what would you say could you all work with your other halves no no 100% no way no Astros why it's not? Because fine. you're very different characters. We're very different characters, and I found that personality-wise, I'm quite controlling. Because creatively and visually, I just you know I have my own vision when it comes to certain things. Yeah, me and too. And even though, so he works in kind of tax world, advising on tax and all of that. And even if we're talking about what his expertise is, I still have to challenge it, but doesn't doesn't end well. So I need to know all the little like ins and outs, and just yeah. Well, I, I think, think that balances. So we're very similar. So. I'm sort of not that I'm a stylist but I'm the more creative person the more like visionary person and he's by nature or he's 
he works in corporate finance, but yeah. he's a trained accountant, so he's like... But I find that really good because it challenges me, and if ever I have an idea and I put it to him, like, he's my biggest critic, but in a way that it challenges me to think of things in a different way, and I quite often will get home and I'm like, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to launch this, and this is how it's going to work, and then he'll just rip it apart with his questions, yeah. and I'm like, sorry, am I on The Apprentice right now? <laughs> or in Dragon's Den, and I feel like you're just... But actually, once I get over my rage that he's like trampled all over my plan, this is so I'm like, damn it, he's right. <laughs> And it's a really useful thing. Whether I want it 24-7, I don't know. But I think it's quite good to complement each other's yeah, skills. And I think most of the people in this article who said that it worked was because they had their defined roles and they kind of respected those roles. Yeah. And they well, I think that's the trick, whether it's your husband, partner, or any partnership you go into, I think when you have these defined roles and you know skill sets that sets you apart, that's the key to success mm-hmm. between partnerships. But if you kind of more controlling character-wise and you want to know what's going on in every single aspect of your business might not work that well. I think it does work in the whole of it. I don't think you read many stories about businesses. You read friendships that break down because yeah. maybe you can't always have those humdinger slang matches with friendships. Like, that's harder to get back on yeah. track. But maybe in a relationship, it's it's part of, well, it's not every day, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But you can kind of get back from a big row in a relationship, whereas, or in a, you know, male, female, but maybe when it's girlfriends, it's different. Yeah, no, you know what you, I mean? it, you'd have to be a bit more sensitive. You, you, I do feel like you often hear about businesses where the, the founders split and they were friends, yeah. but you don't hear it with couples. Husband and wife. Yeah. And let's talk a bit about your career. Mercer 7 today, where did you start in the world of fashion? So uh, so when I started my career, I went to New York University to become a fashion designer and I had a fine arts background before that. So I always was in the creative industry. And in New York and in London, when I moved here, I always worked for uh, fashion brands. Designing. Designing clothes. Yeah, so I was always in the kind of background, uh, behind the scenes, doing the fittings and sketching the collections and doing all that hands-on stuff that creates collections. After becoming a mum, uh, I just knew that I wanted to pick my kids up on time and I knew that the fashion world and design world, uh, it was never nine to five. So it just was not feasible for me and mm-hmm. it was not flexible for me. Um, and I just decided to resign and took a three and a half year career break. And within that, I did some styling work here and there and I always enjoyed you know, art directing photo shoots. Um, I just thought that, you know what, why don't I create a job that works for me and you know create my own website that's around things that I love. So, so how do you describe um, Mercer 7 to somebody listening who hasn't discovered it yet? Mercer 7 is a curated women's wear uh, website and platform. It's got a focus and purpose uh, which is sustainability through timelessness. So all, all the pieces that I uh, add to my edit, the shopping edit, are all versatile, easy to wear, simple to style. Uh, and just timeless in its simplicity, in its style. So it's not, um, you know, on trend or anything like that. It's a fashion that goes beyond the latest season. So that's basically the whole concept behind it. And another main thing, it's just one single aesthetic. Uh, so I don't really dip in and out of, you know, different trends or prints or anything like that. It's just when you come to Mercer 7, you know exactly what you're going to get, mm-hmm. which is that effortless, minimal, with a bit of rock and roll edge aesthetic. That's what... I do. This is what the edit is all about. Uh, so it might not be for everybody, but I think the world we're living in, it's so saturated. Every website you go to, it's got million and million options for, um, you know, whatever you're looking for. And I just wanted to strip it all down and um, give a selection that doesn't have million options, but whatever is chosen for you, you know that it's versatile and it will go into your capsule wardrobe. And I love that you stay so true to your aesthetic. It's a really inspiring edit. And if you haven't visited Mercer 
Sunniet to check it out. Anna, thank you so much for joining thank us you. today. Thank you so We've much. We've loved chatting to you. Thank you. So that's it for this week. If you have any feedback, then do email podcast at sherlux.com. And if you enjoyed that, then do please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. See you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.